Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Coffee Talk with Shell, where there's always variety in life. Are you ready? Thanks so much for tuning in. We're going to talk all about trending topics, including news, sports, and entertainment stories, plus movie and television reviews, starting from Thai Cave Rescue, amazing story. It's still in progress, hopefully progress. Hopefully they will save all the boys and the coach. And who do you blame? Do you, you know, I heard it's mixed emotions. There's some people blaming the coach, some are not. It's really interesting uh, insight back story on that. So I'll explain that. As the show goes on tonight, uh, we'll be talking about Ant-Man and the Wasp, do a movie review on that, plus lots of other summer movies. Oh, my goodness. It's like one or two big new movies out every week this summer, like one of the biggest summer movies I've seen in a long time. 
And of course, we're going to talk about my favorite <laughs> summer TV show, Big Brother. Well, I love America's Got Talent too, but I can't stop talking about Big Brother. So can't wait to hear your thoughts on that. Uh, so jot down this phone number, save it in your phone contacts, whatever you got to do, <laughs> or tweet me live at Coffee Talk WC or call into the switchboard at area code 323-642-1556 and press 1 to talk live on air with me. And in the meantime, I hope you enjoy this next song. Give me just a moment here to find it for you. And then we'll talk lots more when I return. So in the meantime, enjoy Glamour Zombie by Brandon Helton.
Once again, that was Glamour Zombie by Brandon Hilton. Play one more song. I'll be right back. Just getting my notes together here. And in the meantime, here's Hey World, Don't Give Up by Michael Frontier Spearhead. Be right back. Got a lot to talk about.
Once again, that was Hey World by Michael Franti at Spearhead, my favorite band. Check out their music and tour dates at michaelfranti.com. Earlier, I played music by Brandon Hilton. You can find him on Facebook. And I also played music by Bean. Her full name's Noelle Bean, artist named Bean. And you can find her also on Facebook and I think beanmusic.com. All right. So let me remind you again, if you want to call in and share your thoughts on any uh, trending topics, including news, entertainment, or, and or sports stories, as well as um, TV show or movie reviews, lots of fun topics tonight, uh, so much to talk about. Um, again, the switchboard phone number to call in is area code 323-642-1556, and then press 1 to talk live on air, and um you can also tweet me live during the show at Coffee Talk WC, C O F F E E T A L K W C, at Coffee Talk WC. All right, I've just got to jump into this story that I can't stop thinking about, like many people around the world. The soccer team, the boys and their coach from Thailand, stuck in a cave. Four of the boys were rescued today, I believe it was today. I just can't stop thinking about it. I've got to talk about it. All right. I think we're even to start. I mean, seriously. All right. So here's the background story. The head coach had an appointment and did not go with the boys. They went um, in celebration of one of the boys' birthdays to, to this outing. And so the assistant coach was put in charge, you know, went along with the kids. And the head coach, like, gave him advice. He was saying, like, ride your bike behind him, always watch him. And turns out that the younger coach, the assistant coach, normally takes care of the younger kids, uh, the boys, and the team. But the older coach suggested, hey, take, you know, a few of my older boys with, with you to help watch out for the younger ones. Isn't that something? Could you imagine being this assistant coach in your first time alone out with these kids and this happens? I can't even imagine. But it sounds like overall he's he's handled it rather well, well considering you know what's happened. Um, they said that he he has definitely sacrificed a lot, you know, considering like he you know gave up his food rations so that the boys would have more food, eat, water to drink. They said he is the weakest of all as a cause effect. Um, they also said that you know he was prior he was actually a monk, and the reason why he um, quipping well actually let me tell you a little more about his background story. Interesting enough. Um, he he was an orphan. Uh, both his parents died like at 10 years old. And, you know, I'm adopted, so that kind of tugged my heart a little bit. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, he was an orphan. His parents died at 10 years old, and I think he was raised by his grandmother. Um, in the notes, you know, they had boy the boys and the coach write notes to to deliver back like to the 
to the parents of the kids and stuff when they found them in the cave. And um, so, like, they're transporting, like, oxygen and food supplies and, and notes back and forth, um, you know, trying to rescue these kids, get them out of this cave, you know, because the monsoon is coming soon and, like, this, you know, worse weather is coming soon. So it's kind of like an urgency time, you know. It was basically either we get the boys out now or we may have to keep drilling and wait, you know, with this bad weather for months. Could you imagine being stuck in the cave for months? Oh, my gosh. So anyway. So this young coach, um, I don't know exactly the timeline, but somebody grew up, became a monk, and then the reason why he quit becoming or resigned as a monk, um, you know, like a peaceful monk, was to take care of his ailing grandmother. I was like, wow. So they're saying it's kind of a good cause effect in the sense that he's been able to, like, show these boys, you know, meditation. He's been able to help keep them calm. Um, you know things like that conserve their energy. So I thought that was kind of an interesting background story. All right. So then the story is uh, moving forward into the story now that I, I don't know exactly, but I think a, a one or two of the boys decided to like go in this cave, check it out or something. And I guess they followed along. I don't know. And I know a lot of people are like, why did they even go in that area? Cause I think there may have been signage saying, you know, dangerous area or something overlooked. And then, so a lot of people are blaming the coach for that. Like, Hey, you know, why'd you even take on this dangerous spot? But then other people are saying, well, they're saying like, um, defending the coach saying, well, you know, yeah, it happened really fast. Like they just thought they were going, like going to go right in and out of the cave, you know, like check it out. Like, Oh, that looks cool. Let's just see it for a minute. Come right back out. And this, you know, Especially boy, they're like that. Like that, a monsoon just happened so suddenly, and just you know, flooded them in basically, so to speak. And what's inspiring and amazing to me is not only the survival skills and the meditation, you know, keeping calm, the kids calm, and and all the boys surviving, and and you know, keep on keeping on. Not only that, but on top of that, these kids had to take a crash course. They don't even know how to swim, y'all. And they had to take a crash course to learn how to swim and dive. The four boys that they, you know, rescued within this journey of getting out um, recently, they said that they, they, they were, you know, depending on each part of the path, they alternated between walking, diving. I forgot what the other term. There was a term I hadn't heard before, like, I want to say scooting or something. Um, yeah, swimming and diving, walking, and something else. I was like, oh, my gosh. Could you imagine you've never swam before? You're stuck in a cave and you're told the only way you can get out is you have to you have to learn to swim. You have to dive and you have to swim. I don't, I don't even dive. I can swim, but I don't, I don't really, I'm, I'm sure if my life depended on it, I would learn really quick too to dive. <laughs> Could you imagine? And they're kids. I mean, they're from, I think ages between ages 11 to 16, I believe. And I think the, is the coach young? I'm trying to remember how old he is. Is he twenties or older? I can't remember. I mean, wow. Yeah. Like I said, I just can't, stop thinking about the story so i'd love to hear your thoughts again you can tweet me live at coffee talk wc or call into the show area code 323-642-1556 and press one to talk live on air talking about current uh, trending topics including news current events sports entertainment uh, as well as movie and tv show reviews but the main stories are the thai rescue the thai cave rescue as well as um Ant-Man and Wasp movie and Ant-Man and the Wasp as well as uh, for TV show review, my favorite, Big Brother. <laughs> but yeah, there's been tons of summer movies, so we may do a whole segment just dedicated to summer movie reviews here soon. All right. It was actually one of my top uh, most calls last time I did a summer movie review. 
segment. Isn't that interesting? I guess because it's so hot. You know, I'm in Texas. It's so hot. Went to the movies in the mall yesterday, and it was so crowded. I was like, everybody has the same idea. <laughs> All right. Let me play another song for y'all. Speaking of um, movies and, and comic books, characters. This is Lois Lane by me. It's about Ant-Man Watson, so I'm going to kind of switch gears with Lois Lane by being one of my favorite songs of hers. On the set of scene one, take 23 was the first time you laid your eyes on me. Hair in a fuss, hit by a bus. Baby, don't like when I cuss. Oops. You make me laugh, it's no mystery Wearing your suit with those tights underneath You got them fooled, but I know the truth Your secret's safe with me
Once again, that was Lois Lane by Bean. Again, you can find Noel Bean, also known as the artist named Bean, on Facebook and uh, beanmusic.com. All right. So, again, if you want to call in and share your thoughts on trending topics, including news, sports, and entertainment stories, or movie and TV show reviews, again, area code 323-642-1556, and press 1 to talk live on air or tweet me live during the show at coffeetalkwc. Um all right, so there's so many aspects to the story. It's crazy. You know, as I mentioned earlier, they rescued four of the boys, but they're, you know, they still have the other boys as well as the coach remaining. Uh, so there's still um, 12 boys and their coach still awaiting rescue. I think the plan is to that they're going to try to go back tomorrow. Um, the good news is that the, the, the rescue with the four boys went even faster than they thought. They weren't even sure if they were going to get out all four. For those boys today, they thought it might be one less or two less boys. They thought it may have taken, you know, two hours less here or there. So it was good news that it went better than expected. They gave credit due to the water being one of the lowest levels in like 10 days. So it helped greatly, thank goodness, for the escape route. Um, so that's a scary thought, too, you know, like each day, how's it going to be and such. But I guess they have to, you know, get the crew together, get their strength back up to go back. I don't know if they're alternating these rescuers or how exactly that works. I know they made a point that they got the press out of the way. They moved on to a different site. I thought that was a great, great idea. You know, no distractions, get the press away as they as they began the rescue. Um, and then, of course, as soon as the four boys were, you know, um, back on land, you know, escaped from the cave out through the I'm not sure how long it took was it I think they, is it five hours I think something crazy like that I think it said the 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 path to get out of the cave and swimming and all could you imagine a five-hour dive oh my gosh oh wow um they you know immediately sent all four to the hospital uh it also said that they could not be enough with the parents for like at least the first 24 hours maybe 48 hours but definitely the first 24 hours they needed the boys you know to rest and all that so they the families have to wait i'm sure that's so difficult being a child and going through something that dramatic and then going to the hospital and then being told oh no you have to wait 24 more 24 more hours to your family sorry <laughs> but i mean i understand why they gotta make sure you know they take care of their health first and everything and then I think the main doctor that's been in charge kind of like helping out and such that he predicted based on each of their health assessments um, that overall for all of them, they would probably be out of the hospital by five days maximum. And they said the way they chose the four boys, I'm not sure which ages they were, but they said they based the four boys um, that they chose first to rescue today based on health assessment. I thought it was just going to be get the youngest out first, you know, to the oldest. But um, everyone's assuming the coach will be sent out last because, you know, he, he's he been sacrificing the food and everything, you know, trying to take care of the boys first. So um, that may or may not happen. Like they may be trying to get him out because he's in the worst health. But then if he's in the worst health and he didn't go out with the, you know, the four, four boys, then maybe, you know, he's refusing until all the boys are out. So prayers for all of them and coach included um i know you know i live here in america and of course you've probably heard there's lots of controversy with the immigrant stuff and so there's always comparisons being made and so um there's a story i want to share with you just kind of just kind of sum it up here and i'll just kind of skim through it i guess um it's on philly.com it's from the inquirer daily news from philly.com uh, it's opinion editorial by Will Bunch, and it says, 
The world shows its love to kids in a Thai cave. We need that same love for kids at the border. And this was posted today. I thought it was interesting the way he starts it. I want to at least read the first few paragraphs. Okay, this is how he starts it. He says, it's incredible that any of these young boys have made it out alive. The odds against these kids seem truly insurmountable. But one thing was clear. They couldn't stay where they were. It was just too dangerous to remain in place. Trapped, unable to breathe the free air. Every day that they stayed put, the odds of untimely death, the unthinkable snuffing out of a life that had barely begun, grew greater and greater. The children were cut, battered, and bruised, and they were hungry, sometimes going days without a thing to eat. Their journey to safety meant crossing through deep water, even though many of them could not swim. The odyssey out was agonizingly slow, and it passed through dangerous places. And yet somehow, miraculously, they began coming out on the other side. And yet despite their escape from such an uncertain fate, the thousands of young boys and girls who've made their way out of their virtual caves of gang violence, rape, and murder in their home countries of Honduras, Guatemala, and El Salvador didn't receive a hero's welcome when they finally reached America's southern border. Instead, these kids so desperate to have a safe and healthy childhood and grow into productive adults are more often treated as criminals, sleeping in wire cages inside abandoned Walmarts or in dusty desert tents in 104-degree border towns. Oh, you thought those opening paragraphs were about those 12 boys in Thailand, ranging in age from 11 to 16, who were trapped with their coach over two weeks ago when the cave that they were exploring became flooded, and whose amazing perilous, as I write this, still unfinished rescue is riveting TV audiences around the world on a Sunday morning? I was writing about the Thai boys, just as I was also writing about other children from other faraway lands that most Americans have never visited who come from similar hand-scrabbled backgrounds and who have problems that differ in many ways, but who ultimately have the same desire to get out alive from a grim situation that was no fault of their own. And then there's more that you can uh, find on philly.com. Again, that's an editorial written by Phil Bun- Will Bunch. I just thought that was really interesting the way he, he worded it. Um, there's a tweet I'm about to retweet by Vivian Abrazado one says, this picture explains everything. One of the most risky and extraordinary operation. Pray for everyone's safety. The divers, rescuers, the boys, hashtag Thai Cave Rescue. Oh, it's amazing. And it, and it has a picture and a timeline of what happened. Wow. And plus the escape route. Oh, wow. I've got to retweet this. So yeah, just follow me at Coffee Talk WC and you'll, you, you'll see it. Wow. I'm trying to figure out how to enlarge the picture. It's really interesting. So, again, if you want to call in and share your thoughts on any trending topics, including news, sports, or entertainment stories, plus uh, movie or TV show reviews, again, the switchboard phone number is area code 323-642-1556, and press 1 to talk live on air, or tweet me live at CoffeeTalkWC. I'm going to go ahead and play another song. I'll be right back, and I'll keep watching the switchboard. And in the meantime, I hope you enjoy this next song called Reason to Live by Misty Mayhem. Check out her music at mistymayhem.com.
Well, I ain't no millionaire living up high, looking down on the world, slave away so I can make a dime. I ain't up in Hollywood, memorizing lines, making money off my makeup. All right, so I'm going to try to read this uh, timeline picture. I was talking about the, the Thai cave rescue. It's amazing. Okay, and then we're going to move on to a different topic, but I just want to share this with y'all. Okay, so there's this picture. At the top of it says, the terrifying, quote-unquote, choke point divers must squeeze 
through to reach safety. This is crazy, y'all. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Okay. There's the tightest of squeezes. Okay. Let me see if I can do it in order. Okay. All right. So at the top left, it says the 12 young footballers aged 11 to 16 and their 25-year-old coach cycled to the – I don't know how to say this. Uh, Sam Luang uh, or Sam Long Cave Complex on June 23rd. As part of an initiation ceremony, they ran to a cavern to scrawl their names on the rock wall. Oh, there we go. That answers that question, why they went to the cave. Wow. Interesting. They were forced to seek higher ground deeper inside the huge cave since torrential rain started flooding the tunnels. Oh, wow. So initial part of their initiation ceremony, they run, ran to a cavern to scrawl their names on the rock wall. Mm. Wow. All right. All right, all right. Here we go. Start point says, oh, oh, excuse me. And then the chamber says the boys, their coach, and the medics now are perched on a ledge above a muddy slope. If there's further rain, the area could be reduced to a hundred square feet or totally submerged. Oh, let me back up. A minute. I think they found them. Um, the other part of the story, how they figured out, you know, how they found them was because. Um, I think, I think they found them after nine days. They've been missing in the cave for nine days, I believe. Day nine is when they were found by the rescuers. Hi, Emmy. I was hoping to hear from you. Oh, my dear soldier friend. I miss you. She just popped up in the chat room. Love you, girl. How are you doing? Okay. So let me finish this timeline real quick about the Thai cave rescue. Um, but anyway, and so the coach, uh, the head coach that didn't go, kind of a blessing this guy, sort of, I don't know, this may or may not happen if he'd gone on the mission. You know what I mean? Like, you know, the, the, the adventure, so to speak. Um, so the head coach got a call. One of the boys, actually the other blessing in disguise is one of the boys, I guess after their practice when they left to go this, on this excursion, uh, his mom picked him up. He, he didn't go with them. You know, he went back home. So the coach when they didn't come back so long, he started calling the assistant coach, phone number, all the boys' phone numbers, and finally reached this one boy after practice instead of with them. And the boy's like, oh, they were talking about going to this cave, blah, 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 at the, you know, during practice. So that's how that led them to figure out what area to locate them. And then, of course, they, the search started until they found them in whichever, you know, part of the cave they were in. Oh, you did? Oh, that's so strange. Well, Emmy's saying she was in the chat room last week, so if anyone else was in the chat room or try to call in or text chat, what have you, if I didn't, you know, reply, I'm so sorry. I, I had no idea. Um, I'm kind of wondering because I noticed tonight in the chat room, I keep having to refresh the screen like earlier. I would try to type, like I would type one sentence, and then it would freeze up, and then I have to refresh screen. So I don't know if that's what happened, but no, I would always reply if I hear from you, girl. I love you. I miss you. How are you doing? How's everybody? This is Emmy in the Air Force serving overseas, and I'm talking to y'all. Give her some love and hugs and prayers. Keep all our soldier friends 
in your prayers. And of course, I have to play a song. We're going to take a break. We'll, we'll finish up this cave timeline in a minute because now I know Emmy's listening. I want to play my, my song of dedication. I always play every week for them. So this is my song of dedication for all military and veterans and their loved ones. And I can never say thank you enough for all you all do. And a special dedication to Emmy from Air Force and the Screaming Eagle soldiers in the Army, my dear friends. All right. Here is Time to Go Home by Michael Pratt Spearhead. Be right back.
Oh, once again, that was Time to Go Home by Michael Franti and Spearhead. And I uh, just want to ask for your prayers again, please, for our soldiers. They, they, some of them, including some of my dear friends and, and their close loved ones, have made the ultimate sacrifice for us. Please do not forget. I, I don't even know where to begin or what to say sometimes, so I'll just start with thank you. And ask each of you to keep them in your prayers. Sumi, I am here for you, girl. I am so sorry for for what these difficult times y'all have to go through like this. I can't even begin to fathom. I just can't. I've become really close to a lot of them, especially Emmy. I call her, I call her my sister. Like I feel like she is a sister to me. You know, I was close with her mom, First Lieutenant Diane. <sighs> I mean, I am so sorry. So please keep her and, and all the soldier friends and your thoughts and prayers. And I want to take a moment out to remember a dear friend that was oh, fiancé to Emmy, Sergeant First Class Jack. You are a good man, and you will never be forgotten. And thank you for your service, my friend. Oh, I'm going to play another song. I will be right back. I want to dedicate this to... Emmy in memory of of Jack. This is called Sunshine. I'll be right back and we'll talk more about the uh trending topics and such, but I really wanna take a moment to to remember my friend. It's important. Again, please keep these soldiers in your prayers. Thank you. This is Sunshine by Beam.
again, that was Sunshine by Bean, and that is in a dedication to, to Emmy and memory of her fiance, Sergeant First Class Jack. You will be missed so much. I don't, I wish I had the right words to say for you, Emmy. All I can say is that we are all here for you. We love you. If there's anything you need, just call anytime. And again, thank you for your service, Sergeant First Class Jack, and to all military and veterans and their loved ones. I can never say thank you enough for all you all do. That's why I like to say thank you times infinity and beyond. I know it sounds so cliche like Toy Story, but I sincerely mean that. Um, if you want to call in and talk about the trending topics, news, sports, entertainment, or TV shows, movie reviews, what have you, uh, just let me remind you again, the switchboard phone number is area code 323-642-1556. Press 1 to talk live on air. And um, give me just a moment here. Oh, let me finish the. Oh, and let me correct myself for a moment. I apologize. I, Emmy and Jack actually had gotten married last night. Don't they? Oh, I knew y'all were engaged. I didn't realize y'all gotten married. So, uh, Jack was actually her husband. My apologies for the, um, for misspeaking. Mis- Spoken, speaking that. Oh, wow. Oh, well, I'm glad that you had the chance to marry a wonderful man, and I cannot tell you how, how awfully sorry I am for your huge loss. He was such a good guy. Oh. All right. Um, I know it's kind of hard sometimes to switch gears, but, like, the soldiers always remind me, especially when they're serving overseas, sometimes it's nice to have, like, a little escape from reality. Some people are like, how do you switch gears so much? You know, you go from serious to, you know, sad to upbeat and happy, you know, different topics, but it's just a part of life. You know, it's it's not easy because you're thinking about it the whole time. I mean, it's, it's hard. I mean, these are my friends, but at the same time, I want to, to try to help them. You know, it's kind of like my reason I'm an aspiring comedian because I want to help make people laugh and forget their sadness for even if it's for 30 minutes you know during a week or something um, sometimes like I like work is a distraction for me you know when I'm going through hard times so keeping busy so uh, moving forward uh, now again in the show if you want to call in and say hello um, share your thoughts on training topics news, sports, entertainment, and or TV shows, movie reviews. Again, the area code is area code 323-642-1556 and press 1 to talk live on air. And uh, I did want to mention this uh, just for a moment. I know Emmy was saying she she had missed my show, you know, soldiers had missed my show recently, and I just want to say I'm sorry that I haven't been like the regular two-hour format as much recently. I don't know how I got it. I ended up with this awful sinus infection. And I've been on antibiotics, like, oh, gosh, it's terrible. One type of antibiotics. And next thing I know, I've only had this twice ever in my entire life. First time happened a year ago. All of a sudden, I can't believe the same scenario. I get a spider bite that turns into cellulitis. This happened the exact same scenario a year ago, well, almost a year ago, September. And this just happened to me again about a week. A week or two, almost two weeks ago. So I went from having this awful sinus infection, you know, being on antibiotics, two rounds of antibiotics for that, trying to get over that. And then next thing I know, I've got this awful spider bite, turned into cellulitis. It is 
so painful. <laughs> I didn't, I really thought it was fine. Like I just thought, Oh, this doesn't look good. And then I was fine until it started itching really bad. And I was like, Oh, and I begged the doctor for, um, a steroid shot but he was like no that won't help with it I was like please please I just want a steroid shot to get like the inflammation out no you just need antibiotics you'll be fine but then I didn't realize he was like but you got to be on two different antibiotics I'm like oh oh my gosh so I'll take one of these antibiotics four times a day and I take the other antibiotic twice a day and I can't be in the sunlight. And not that I'm outside a lot. I mean, I work from home, but, you know, I just gladiator a week ago, which, by the way, thank you, soldiers, including Emmy and Master Sergeant Furby, for inspiring me. I told y'all I kept my commitment. I told y'all. And it's my birthday month, by the way. My birthday is July 25th. In 17 days, I'll be 44 years old. Eleven helped me. <laughs> Uh, thank you, Emmy. Emmy says I need a steroid shot too. Exactly. I may end up going to my family doctor. If I'm not better by the end of this week, no joke, I will be going to my family doctor. No kidding. Uh, actually, thankfully, I have a uh, work time coming um, off soon too. I'm excited. So maybe I'll get to do a few more extra shows. I've been wanting to do daily, daily 30 minute show for a while. I mean, you had inspired me to try that out. Um, so I may finally get a chance the week of July 23rd through 27th, my birthday week. I have that week off. Uh, I have like a couple of days off before that as well um, prior. So, uh, yeah, hopefully I won't have to wait that long to get to family doctor. Oh, you do? Y'all get that all the time. I didn't know that. Oh, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Oh, wow. Soldiers get cellulitis. So y'all know what I'm talking about. How do you cure your cellulitis with a steroid shot? That's what I thought. I thought, why didn't you just give me a steroid shot? I begged. I had to go to the ER on July 4th, by the way. So I, I didn't get to enjoy fireworks or anything. I was so sick. Sorry. And I don't like to leave my dog. Normally, I go the night before, but I was just so sick. But, um, yeah, I always find a fireworks show a little further away from home. And then um, I because the fireworks closest to my home are actually on July 4th, so I usually go July 3rd. Fireworks show is a little further from home and not too far. Oh, thank you. And he says, happy early birthday and happy Independence Day to you all, to I me mean, and the soldiers. My goodness. Thank you all again for your service. Um, oh, really? So y'all get spider bites all the time. Do y'all end up with cellulitis too from spider bites? It's the worst. Oh my gosh. I would never wish it on anyone. It's terrible. It's crazy that this tiny insect, this tiny little creature, a spider can just cause so much harm. <laughs> it's awful. And so, yeah. And so I, I was so depressed. Like I started, can't, I was, I'm really hard on myself. Like the doc, my doctors, my teachers in high school, the college, they would all tell you back in the day, you're too, even now doctors, like you've lost weight. You're too hard on yourself. I'm like, I haven't lost enough weight, you know, that kind of stuff. Well, anyway, so my friend, thank you, Lynette from high school and church days gave me this uh, referral code. All these people that came later for July month were given these free like referral codes where they give you they give a friend like me Lynette gave me her friend me a referral code where you get four weeks for your free month of camp gladiator camp so you know you can try it out like each week different like the first week was endurance and I felt it terribly because I only went to one session and then got sick I went I went and did this workout I was so proud of myself on Monday started feeling sick Tuesday go to the ER Wednesday on July 4th and then of course I can't I can't work out doctor's like you can't you cannot like you'll just get worse you know you can't be outside you can't 
I'm like, you need to rest. And so I can't wait to get back next week. I'm still a little nervous because I'm still in the healing process. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to go, like, early class and avoid sunlight. <laughs> but I don't want to, like, keep missing workouts because I only got three free weeks left. And I really want to give it a try. I think, uh, I think this week is strength and agility. Each week's different. And the third and fourth week I heard are the hardest. It gets harder. But first and second week are a little easier. But you know what I'm saying. I just hate that, you know. I, I just feel like I had a little setback, but it's okay. So that's what happened. I only did one session, and it was a late session, too. Probably didn't help matters. That, <laughs> and, of course, it doesn't help also that I um, – there's a lot of factors to this. So I – it's hard for me to get early, early, okay? And so I was like, I'll just work and then go. So that's what I did. I ended up going to the late class where it's hotter outside and stuff. My, my work schedule varies every day because I work um, different time zones. Like I work different clients, different campaigns, you know, through through the main company, through my boss, the signs. Okay, these are the campaigns. These are clients you're calling today for the week, whatever. So like like this week maybe Central Time, Eastern Time. Next week maybe Pacific Time, Mountain Time, you know. So my schedule changes. And so I have to kind of vary it up with the workout schedule. And so that was part of it. And then and then, I don't know, I just got to learn how to get up earlier. And so, <laughs> it's like, I can handle 8 a.m. class, but even 7 a.m. class, but 6 a.m. class is really hard for me to do, which is so dumb, I know. But I think if the sun's out, I can wake up. But when the sun's not out yet, it's more difficult for me to, like, wake up, you know, and I don't want to drive all tired. But I'm going to have to learn how to do that because sunlight for, like, another week. <laughs> and I really wanted to go to the water park, but I couldn't go. So, I went to the mall and movies instead this weekend, made the best of it. But uh, and then I took a nap today for two hours and it, uh, I needed it more than I realized. <laughs> I'm just blabbing now, sorry. Um, anyway, forgot where I was going with this. But yeah, I can't wait to hopefully get back in routine, get you know, get well. I'm praying to God these two antibiotics cure this cellulitis, get me well. I don't want to end up like alternative IV. Uh, what do they call them? I, IV antibiotics at the hospital where you're hospitalized, like that is like the backup plan and I don't want that to happen like I'm praying every day God please let me heal and so I can you know because I'm trying to do better you know I'm like I was all proud of myself so I'm like oh yeah I can do camp gladiator this is and for me it's perfect think about it I'm working from home right so it gets me outdoors oh I remember where I was going with this earlier okay it gets me outdoors and around people you know social time I mean I have family and friends stuff but you know what I'm saying like you know meet new people because I don't like I talk to my employee, my employees, my coworkers, but they're remote, you know, we're not like in the same room together because I work from home, which I love working from home. I've got my dog here. He's my best coworker I've ever had. So I have always had kind of the ongoing joke, but he really is. I love my dog Prescott. Shout out to my dog. He says hi to y'all in the canines too. He loves the canines. Um, and are you digging for socks? It's the only time he ever digs for socks in the office. I still have that little, little pile of donated clothes that I haven't given to Goodwood yet because for some reason that's Goodwill that is because my dog only digs for socks on Sunday nights when he knows soldiers are listening to have canines. Isn't that funny? That is so funny. I don't know what that means, Emmy. And so um oh I remember. So what I was gonna tell y'all is kind of embarrassing confession, but you know, since I'd become overweight and all that I have I used to be thin when I was younger before hysterectomy and my hormones changed got out of whack and then just lost it I guess you know couldn't figure out how to keep the weight down losing it just got worse and worse and worse bad cause effect I know and I just blame myself because you know I don't know anyway 
And so um, I, I haven't worn shorts in so many years. And I finally thought, um, I finally thought um, it is going to be so hot that I need to wear shorts. So I went out and bought a pair of shorts. <laughs> and guess what happened? I wore shorts, and I went to the later class, made a lot of mistakes. I wore short shorts, and I went to the later class where it was too hot, and I ended up with a spider bite and turned into cellulite. It's like if a spider bites me, it just automatically goes cellulitis, apparently, like, second time in one year. Isn't that crazy? Ugh. Anyway, back on topic. <laughs> All right, so let me finish t- telling you this timeline with the uh, boys in the cave that are waiting for to be rescued in Thailand, and I'll play a song, and then we'll switch gears to um to um uh, you know we'll talk about the Ant Man and the Wasp movie review and um Big Brother. I call them my guilty pleasure. They're two shows I'm like even embarrassed to to admit I watch, but I really. I really do. Well, Big Brother is the one that I started watching season 15. So I have not seen all the other seasons, but I know it's season 20. So I've watched like five seasons pretty much now. So, yeah. (laughs) And he says show off those legs. Okay. uh, Yeah. When 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 I'm in shape and tone, great. I mean, I will show off my legs. But I don't know about the spider bite risk. You know what I'm saying? Like, I even wore bug spray. I guess bug spray apparently does not. What does repel spiders? Because I I purposely wore bug spray before I even wore you know wore the shorts to the workout because I was so paranoid about wearing sh- shorts after like ten years or whatever. You know, seriously, what what do I put on me to to repel to to make sure spiders do not bite me? Spiders not like <laughs> like you know how like they have favorite food, least favorite food. What what is uh, do I have to like put? mayonnaise or something on me to make sure spiders don't bite me or Listerine. I think that's what Kevin Hart said when he filmed in the jungle for the Jumanji movie. I think it was Listerine or something that the insects wouldn't. Oh, really? Oh, wow. That's amazing. I didn't know that. Well, this ties into the story. Oh, wow. Okay, so Emmy just shared with me that they have some U.S. Navy SEALs over there in Thailand Helping, you know, there's amazing people. There's tons of uh, rescuers, or not rescuers, volunteers and and divers. Wow, that's amazing. I did not know that. I feel so naive not realizing that. I just knew about the Thailand, you know, divers and stuff. Avon, skin so soft. Oh, thank you, Emmy. I will get Avon in the morning before I go to workout class. Thank you. Perfect. Perfect. So, oh, that's great. Thank you to the U.S. Navy SEALs for helping out. That's amazing. I really pray and hope. I mean, I'm watching Twitter. I can't I can't stop thinking about these boys like everyone else. Like, I don't know if y'all see the timeline on the Twitter time frame here, but so many people are, like, checking and see what time is it in Thailand right now. You know, what time does the next, you know, second rescue begin, mission begin, you know, just praying and hoping they get the rest of the boys in the coach out as soon as possible. Um, so going back on that, you know, I kind of mentioned earlier um that there was like this picture time timeline. I retweeted it. And then um, it says here that survival kit, the boys wearing only football strips when they became trapped have been given foil blankets. That's good. I guess that warms them up and stuff. And then it has this um, route 
this is so scary. I was talking about the chamber earlier. Uh, so the spot that they're all like sitting on, can you imagine all of you just sitting on a small spot, hoping and praying you, you stay safe and don't, you know, Oh my gosh, drown. Like how, how frightening is this? And so, um, yeah. So again, they call it the chamber, that spot, you know, the boys are coaching. Also now the medics are perched on, on the ledge above the muddy slope. And it says if there's further rain, the area could be reduced to a hundred square feet or totally submerged. Oh my goodness me. That's crazy. And then, um, okay, so it says the cave system itself drained more, the group are stranded more than two miles inside the cave complex. Wow. Which weaves almost six miles below the Doi Nang Nong Mountain. And forgive me if I'm mispronouncing uh, these, these names. I'm sorry, these places. Wow. I didn't realize they were that far in, but it makes sense why the rescue is so difficult. Wow. Lifeline is the cave divers are working claustrophobic and dangerous conditions as they take food and oxygen to the trap group in case they have to swim to freedom, which we learned earlier the four boys did have to use part of that during the, the route to dive. Uh, it says um, that they were shown the basics of scuba diving by Thai Navy SEALs after going nine days without food before they were found on July 2nd. Doctors have been assessing whether they are healthy enough to attempt the grilling dive. Oh, my gosh. That's just crazy. So, yeah, we're all, like, just on standby watching, you know, to see and pray and hope that the rest of the rescues do turn out successfully. Oh, man. Wow. 45-inch slope. Some parts are too narrow to wear scuba tanks. Yeah, they they showed a, um, a video of a scuba diver taking, like, the tank off and holding it. To you know, like holding in front of them to drive through, uh, drive through, dive through. Excuse me, that like really narrow area. Wow. Uh, says the conditions that the boys were wearing, you know, the football kit when stranded, uh, but temperatures inside the cave are in the mid 20 centigrade. That's why they were giving you know, the foil capes for extra warmth. Oh, that sounds so cold and sitting above water and all. And, of course, the biggest challenge, navigating a very tight section of the tunnel, it says they call it the choke point, where a sharp upward bend is followed by a downward slope. The boys would have to crawl out of the water, swirling with silt and complete clamber across a rocky peak before descending into the murky waters again. And the exit point, after about another mile and a half, the boys reached the supply base for the rescue mission close to the mouth of the cave system. The boys... Uh, check here before being reunited with their families. If freed during the day, they would need masks or strong sunglasses to, oh, protect their eyes after being in darkness for so long. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Oh, that's a good point. Oh, yes, definitely, Emmy. That's right. I want to mention him, too. Uh, Emmy says, God bless to the rescue crew and the and those who the one that they lost yesterday let me find his name right now yeah he is definitely a hero oh my goodness the um the gentleman that died while delivering oxygen right i mean to the boys professional diver sam samen gunan am i saying his name right yeah he died it says here the world needs to hear uh, – Adam Best tweeted this. Adam C. Best tweeted this when we retweet it. It says, the world needs a hero right now, and Samen Gooman was one. The former Thai Navy SEAL volunteered to help the soccer team stuck in a cave. 
He died underwater delivering oxygen canisters so the boys could breathe. The Thai Navy wants to posthumously promote him. Oh, wow. I mean, is that, is that common? I meant to ask you that before. When I read that, I actually read, um, read part of that earlier today about the posthumously promote. Do, do, they, do they do that in the U.S. military after someone passes? Do they, um, can they promote that, that soldier's title? That's pretty cool honor. I love that idea. I, just, I was just wondering. I didn't know if they did that or not. I think that would be cool, you know, out of respect. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if you agree or not, so forgive me because I'm not a soldier. I, I was just wondering. Um, okay, we still got 47 minutes to go. Plenty of time if you want to call in and say hello. The switchboard phone number is area code 323-642-1556 and press 1 to talk live on air. Oh, and Emmy answered. She said yes, they do that. Oh, that's awesome. All right. Uh, So, again, area code 323-642-1556. Press 1 to talk live on air or tweet me live during the show at Coffee Talk WC. And we got lots more to talk about. Uh, Some fun topics, Ant-Man and the Wasp and Big Brother. (laughs) Uh, Basically, Tyler is my favorite house guest. He won the power up. I'm so happy. And um, Caitlin, I don't know. I have mixed feelings about Caitlin, but I like all the house guests overall. I don't know if she's my favorite. Tyler is definitely my favorite on Big Brother. Um, but yeah, Caitlin won HOH. I'm not sure because I missed the very last five to minutes of the show because I started getting my switchboard ready. So I'm going to have to go to Twitter and find out who she actually put on the block. I don't even know. <laughs> uh, I kind of had a hint during the show, but I don't know officially. I didn't see the actual nominations. There weren't any, whether they call it. Um, yeah. So Big Brother. Oh, or not issued. My apologies. Oh, Emmy corrected me. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. That makes more sense. Yeah, if they if they earned the title. Understood. Let me reply to her real quick. Okay. Um, so yeah, we'll talk about Big Brother and also Ant Man and the Wasp. The sequel is actually really good. You know, it just seems like sequels is there's hardly any original movies. <laughs> I'm missing that. Like the Florida project is probably one of my favorite recent movies because it was so original and it kept me like, it wasn't like, it wasn't scary, scary, but it kept me in suspense the whole time. So to speak, you know, it was so good. But, um, but the sequels, I mean, a lot of them actually are, you know, used to be the sequel would never be as good as the original movie or better, but now I guess because they have been just the formula they're doing lately, there've been so many sequel movies that a lot of the sequels are actually becoming either just as good or better than the original movie. So, yeah, we'll talk about Ant-Man and the Wasp. Hopefully I'll get to see the Mamma Mia sequel eventually. <laughs> All right. Um, I'll be right back. I'll get to play a song, take a break. I'll be right back. Here is Upside Down by Bean. Enjoy. This is a fun, upbeat song. Look up into the sky, see the pretty little lights. Ooh, ooh. We could take a rocket to the moon. All this plenty
Once again, I was upside down by Bean, but I want to play a, another special song for, well, for Emmy, but uh, especially for for her husband, unfortunately, who who passed away recently, serving while serving. Uh, or I'm sorry, I'm trying to word this correctly. I apologize, Emmy. I'm getting tongue-tied because I'm like upset and I don't know exactly what to say. Um, so. Sergeant First Class Jack, who is my friend and also my friend Emmy's husband, passed away recently um, due to injuries from while serving. And this was one of his favorite songs. I know it was also your mom, may she rest in peace, First Lieutenant Diane's favorite too, Emmy. And I love playing the song because every time I hear it, I get chills. It gets me so emotional, but it's such a good song and it's such a good motivator for our soldiers as a reminder of what they're doing for us. So I know you're you're listening from above, Jack in heaven now, your sisters and brothers there with you in heaven, and this is for you, Jack. Sergeant First Class Jack, here is Angry American, courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue by Toby Keith. American girls and American guys will always stand up and salute, will always recognize when we see your glory flying There's a lot of men dead So we can sleep in peace at night When we lay down our heads My daddy served in the army We lost his right eye But he flew a flag out in our yard Till the day that he died He wanted my mother, my brother My sister and me to grow up and live happy in the land of the free. Now this nation that I love is falling under attack. A mighty sucker punch came flying in from somewhere in the back. Soon as we could see clearly through our big black eye, man, we lit up your world like a Yeah. 
love that song. Again, that was courtesy of the Red, White, and Blue, also known as Angry American by Toby Keith. And that is a special song of dedication tonight for my dear friend and Emmy's husband, Sergeant First Class Jack, listening up above now from heaven. We love you and miss you. And please know I'm here for Emmy, and I know she's with her uncle, Master Sergeant Burby, another friend of mine, and with her brothers and sisters, too, here on in this world, helping her get through just as you are up there above, Jack, with your sisters and brothers in arms as well, helping watch over her. All right. We've got 37 minutes to go. If you want to call in, say hello. Again, that switchboard phone number is area code 323-642-1556. And press 1 to talk live on air. I'm going to play another song so I can talk to Emmy in the chat room. I'll be right back. Um, So, yeah, uh, 323-642-1556. Press 1 to talk live on air. And follow me on Twitter, Coffee Talk WC. Let me uh, play one more song, talk to Emmy. And then when I come back, we'll talk about Ant-Man and the Wasp and how it and all these other comic book movies have been doing really well lately. Oh my goodness me, in the theater and the cells. Whatever they call it, box office cells, opening weekend cells, I don't know, whatever they call that. Alright, in the meantime, hope you'll stay a while because we still got a little time left. So here's Stay a While by Bean. Be right back.
Once again, that was Stay A While by Beam. And again, if you want to call in and share your thoughts on any trending topics or TV show or movie reviews, again, the switchboard number is off. Area code 323-642-1556 and press 1 to talk live on air. Or uh, tweet me live during the show at Coffee Talk WC. All right, so here we go. Let's see. I was just reading about this uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Okay, here we go. This is on Variety.com. Give me just a minute here. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp on Variety.com by Rebecca Rubin. You can follow Rebecca Rubin on Twitter, apparently. That's cool. Uh, the author of this article. So it says, box office, Amy and the Wasp marches to $76 million launch. Wow. Oh, wow. So it says, uh, the Marvel sequel starring Paul Rudd and Evangeline Lilly opened with $76 million from 4,206 North America locations. That started significantly ahead of the original Amy, which debuted with $57 million in two, 2015. Oh, interesting. They did even better with the sequel. Wow, for opening weekend. Easily, to- uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp easily topped the weekend as fellow box office newcomer The First Purge scared up $17 million from 3,031 theaters. Uh, meanwhile, Incredibles 2 narrowly stole the number two spot from Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom. The blockbusters earned $29 million and $28.6 million respectively this weekend. Wow. Oh, and overseas, Ant-Man and the Wasp collected $85 million, taking the worldwide opening to $161 million. Across 20 movies, the Marvel Cinematic Universe has brought in $17 billion globally. All 20 films have opened number one at the box office. You know, it kind of makes sense, though, because um, um, it kind of makes sense because you think about it. I mean, these comic book movies have been very popular for quite a while now. You get into them. It's kind of like comic books themselves. You know, like you get into them, you want to know what's the next, you know, especially like uh, like a book series or comic book series. You want to know what happens next. And, you know, a lot of people like me didn't really read many comic books, but, you know, got into the movies that kind of made you appreciate and learn more about comic books, you know. And so I got to admit, ever since I watched Wonder Woman, the TV show, as a kid with Linda Carter, you know, as Wonder Woman, I had been hoping and praying for a Wonder Woman movie for so many years, and I would get so upset um, for, like, the last few years or so before the Wonder Woman movie came out, which I love Gal Gadot. Don't get me wrong. I think she did an amazing job. Uh, great fit for the role. But I remember at one point I was all excited because I used to watch Felicity, and they're like, Carrie Russell is going to be, um, you know, the main actress played Felicity. is going to be Wonder Woman. They're starting to film the movie. I'm like, finally. And then they're like, never mind. You know, I was like, oh, what? I'm like, never mind. She's not going to play Wonder Woman. No, for scratch that. Or postponed um, making the movie. And so I was like, is this ever going to happen? <laughs> and so when it finally did, I was so happy. That was last summer, right? Yeah, last summer. Was it June? Yeah, last summer, June. Um, Wonder Woman movie came out and I can't wait. I heard they're doing a sequel and I can't wait. And then, of course, they had the Justice League movie. Justice League movie was Wonder Woman in it, which was like my favorite part. So yeah, I love Wonder Woman. <laughs> but um, yeah, 
I had a Wonder Woman birthday cake when I was a kid. That's how much I love Wonder Woman. <laughs> but anyway, um, but I kind of get it, you know. I mean, you think about it, it's the, that specific part of the article saying opening weekend. You know, it wasn't saying like every weekend or the whole summer. Well, it could be a cause and effect for the whole summer total cost sales, but they may still be the biggest uh, profit for the summer and all the movies. But I'm just saying, you know, comic book movies are popular, and so everyone's excited, can't wait to see it when it comes out and all that hype. So I can see why and how, you know, all 20 of their movies were top movies. Give me just a second, y'all. All right. I will be right back. I'm going to play another song. I'll be right back. Give me just a second here. This is a snippet of past interviews. Uh, along with some music just so that the new listeners I try to do this like once or once every week or two I play this just so that the new listeners kind of get a feel for the show because got a lot of new listeners lately and then the loyal listeners can go back down memory lane with me I need to make another one of these but it's gonna it takes forever to put them together just add, I have tons of past interviews and stuff so um, this kind of shows you a variety of topics interviews I've done over as many years I've been hosting this show for almost a decade since February 2009 so I hope you enjoy this little collage and I'll be right back and I'll keep watching that switchboard three two three six four two one five five six. I think a lot of people are watching the um is it baseball? Oh my gosh, forgive me. We should <laughs> that's like a that's a trending topic and I don't even know. Is it baseball playoffs or something? I'm not sure. There was something trending or oh oh the all star game. The baseball M L D and baseball all star game, no wonder tonight. No, that's pretty pretty high. Is that tonight or was that earlier? Four Yankees are in the All-Star game. Oh, cool. Oh, no, they revealed the roster. Okay, yeah, it gets confusing. Okay. All right, give me just a moment here. Trying to find a song for y'all. And, or not song, excuse me. (laughs) I'm switching gears for a moment. I'm trying to play that collage for y'all. And don't forget, uh, before I forget to tell you, um, as I mentioned, of course, you can reach me live during the show, but also during the week, if you want to submit your topic suggestions and or guest interview requests, please do that at uh, Coffee Talk WC on Twitter. So yeah, if you yourself want to nominate yourself or nominate someone else to be a guest, be interviewed on the show, or if you want to suggest some topics that interest you to, to be covered on the show, I'm always open to ideas. So 
All right. And here we go. Coffee in Texas. I'm going to give it one more Hi. chance, actually. I'm on my way to lunch, and I'm going to give it one more chance, but I can't wait <laughs> to get back to fresh beans in California. Oh, see, Starbucks is my favorite here. So I was like, no, I host Coffee Talk with Shell, and he doesn't like the coffee here in Dallas. It's I mean, terrible. You know what, though? No, I haven't had Starbucks here. I've had That's the problem. From, I just want yeah, chocolate but, I mean, mocha. you, you got to get, get some it. good coffee besides Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Well, I make really good coffee, so hey. Well, I mean, South Carolina is home, but Dallas is home, too. I have, I just, I consider I have two homes, you know? And one, I mean, there's more family. There's a different kind of family. Each have two families, you know? I have family here and I have family there, but it's two different kinds of families. Like, this is, like, the monster family. <laughs> home is, like, the Beverly Hillbilly family. Is there everything that you would hope would make you feel so good? Who's calling and from where? Yeah, my name is Ross from Los Angeles, California. Oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. This is Ross Matthews. <laughs> it is. Oh How are God. you? I'm shaking. I love you. Oh, yeah. you're so cute. We all dream, but nobody listens. But if you love it and you embrace it and you just, you know, you're fearless, then, you know, it's a great thing. And in our dreams we rule the world And that inspired me to write Midnight Cabaret We all have the money, have the money There was a lot of attention, but then it kind of cooled down And we all drive the nicest cars like motto in life is just to have fun and just um you know enjoy life and, and it took so long to realize that something was missing oh, oh. i would like for this book to be a movie that's my next big dream that's Excited and you know a, a little bit nervous as far as like the crowd and stuff, but um, it was it was awesome and I, and I had a ball performing and um, just you know meeting new people and meeting football players. It was it was a, it was a dream come true. And I found that uh, you know telling Sean's story is not only helping me heal, but it also helps me spread the word that this stuff. Of the things that's happening with Sean, uh, which is happening every day in this country, should never ever have to happen again. Good, good. I I say to her, you you are so beautiful. You are that child that just went. That you're that person that just went through so much. But it's okay. Hey, you. So these are the news stories of our time, which is sort of my my hope for the future. Coffee Talk with Shell, where there's always variety in life.
Coffee Talk with Shell in 2009. It's been a huge journey, blessing in my life. I've interviewed many celebrities, uh, some via phone, some in person. Uh, Super Bowl came here in 2010, and that was probably one of my biggest pivotal moments in my talk show uh, journey. Life-size corn maze, and you have to find your way out. Way I could make a gingerbread cookie? <laughs> yeah, um, you can go out and buy the, the store bought gingerbread mixes and just, um, <laughs> and just, and just, <laughs> and just mix it up together and, and bake it in the oven. Well, you told me. Buy <laughs> 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 a gingerbread mix, Joe. It's easy as that. 
Once again, that was just a snippets of past interviews along with some music by Brandon Hilton, a dear friend I call Beautifully Handsome. <laughs> Hope you're doing well, Brandon. And uh, you can find him on Facebook. All right. Uh, so I hope you enjoyed that collage going down memory lane or if you're a new listener, I hope you enjoyed that too. All right. Uh, so 15 minutes go, 16 minutes, 18 seconds to be exact. Uh, so as we wind down, I'm going to share some tweets. People are writing about big brother. Actually, let me share kind of a recap of tonight's episode. Okay, here we go. Uh, let's see here. Uh, this is on big brother network.com big brother, 20 spoilers, weekend roundup. So you haven't watched the episode yet then don't listen uh it says the latest round oh and this is by matt boyer that posted this article okay latest round of weekend spoilers for big brother 20 reveal who had taken control who's on the block um so on so on so let's just get right to it all right so caitlin of course won hoh tyler won the power app uh rachel won the crap app they call it um her punishment i think is someone's supposed to come in and yell like review and yell at her like review her gameplay so I don't know if that's going to hurt her gameplay or not I'm really curious to see how um, how that goes because her okay so if you hadn't heard in the news uh, two of the house well three of the house just got in kind of con- Yeah, uh, so Rachel and, um, excuse me, Rachel and, I don't know, if it, yeah, Rachel and Angela, right? Rachel is one of the two girls who got the, the least trending, they call it like least favorable house guest poll of the week, what so to speak, uh, got the crap app where, you know, the punishment, someone like comes in, yells, review, you know, reviewing her game or something. I don't know, I hadn't seen the actual punishment in action yet, but from what the synopsis said on the show. Um, but anyway, unfortunately, um you know, there's always controversy and stuff. You gotta be careful, especially on live TV and you know, live internet feeds 24/7, all that. You know, and I know we're all human. Don't get me wrong. All right. Um. Okay. So. Um. Okay, I'm trying to think who got in trouble so far. At least four of them. Okay, so Rachel and Angela, um, and I don't know if they really met it that way or not. You know, like they were talking about their tans and, and like talking about, you know, like they were trying to tan, but their skin, uh, the color of their skin, like when they're tanning got too dark. And I think one of them made something like, yeah, I don't want it. You might tan too dark or I'll look ghetto. And I think she met. I think she meant, um, like, uh, you know, like she just didn't, she didn't want her tan to look, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But it, I could see how it came across, you know, racist too, controversial. So and I'm not sure the whole conversation, I've been more to it. I'm not sure. But I know that CBS, like, they made a point that CBS, like, production got intruded, like, you know, intervened, so to speak, you know, got both girls and told them. You know, hey, this is what happened. The fans are upset. They feel like you made you know, these comments you made were like racist and controversial. So calm it down. Well, then Caitlin, uh, the girl at one hoh, she said the N word in the midst of like quoting a, a song lyrics, a Drake song, 
And last I heard, they hadn't said anything to her, but the fans are kind of, you know, upset with her about that. And then JC, the short guy, crazy guy, he's a hoot. <laughs> um, he he just kind of inappropriate, let's say, <laughs> was the house guest. I mean, I think he has good intentions. He's just crazy. But anyways, I don't know if, if any of them really intended to be, you know, offensive comments or actions, but you know, sometimes even unintentionally, unfortunately, you know, it happens, but so it's, so I was thinking, well, why didn't CBS tell the other two, like, they told those two girls, why don't they tell JCA, you know, the fans are viewing it as, like, inappropriate behavior. Hey, Caitlin, it's probably better not to quote that particular Drake song lyric when you're on national TV. You know what I mean? Like, why? Why did they just talk to the two girls, but not the other two house guests? You know what I'm saying? When they all, when all four are, like, being looked down on by fans for these controversial comments, and actions. I don't know. That just kind of confused me. Like, I was like, well, if you're gonna, if you're gonna tell the girls and tell the other, you know, tell the two house guests and tell the other two house guests, like whoever, you know, because you know, I think CBS is afraid of ha- having season 15 happen again. Which, by the way, ironically, <laughs> ended up being the first season I ever watched Big Brother. I was like, what have I watched? Like most controversial season ever. Y'all remember that girl, Erin, had to have a PR rep hired to even go with her to the finale night. Oh, it was crazy. What a mess. I wonder how she's doing these days, you know, because I, I believe in second chances and people can grow up and mature and learn from things. And I love, like Michael Fronty says, you know, it's not, don't convince, connect, you know, I love that quote. Whew, I'm out of breath, y'all. <laughs> I'm just like, ah, oh. so... Yeah, part of it's because these two antibiotics just like, whoa, I didn't tell y'all. One of the two antibiotics actually has one of my life-threatening allergies in it. How great is that? So I have to take like Benadryl and stuff when I take it. And I have to take this particular um, antibiotic that has a life-threatening allergy, Benadryl four times. Like I have to take the uh, Benadryl and I have to take the the antibiotic four times a day. And every time I'm like, please, Lord, no reaction. (laughs) So I'm having to take the preventive, which is making me so tired. And then like the heat and stuff, like, I don't know, I was doing laundry earlier. And I'm thankful. I love my home, my house. And, you know, I rent the house. I don't own it, but I still love it. Lived here like 10 years. And um, the laundry, the washer and dryer in the garage, I was going back and forth, but it's really hot. It's like 100 degree weather here. And so the, the garage is a bit hotter and I have asthma. So I think the anxiety, like, of just that fear of knowing, like, oh my gosh, this medicine has my life-threatening threatening allergy in it, but there's no other medicine that'll, you know, do the trick. That's why they had to put in these two different, different antibiotics. It's crazy, I know. Um, or the backup plan, you know, IV antibiotics and get in the hospital. So I was like, no, oh, I'll do this, I'll do it. But anyway, so far so good, I guess. I don't know. I don't want to jinx myself. Yeah, it, it sucks being allergic to penicillin. I'm allergic to penicillin, which is like. A very popular, <laughs> very great remedy I've learned over the years. Sadly, I hate being allergic to it because it cures a lot of stuff. It's a great medicine. And tons of antibiotics have penicillin in it. And then the only good news is the antibiotic I'm on, like the study shows, um, the study shows like only 10% of, um, I guess people with the, the penicillin allergy that take this particular antibiotic had a reaction, so it's not too bad, but I don't even want to hear 10%. I want to hear 0%. Oh, thank you, Emmy. She's in the chat room again. She reminded me to take cortisone. I, that's what I asked for. I wanted a, Is that what you call cortisone, the steroid shot, prednisone shot? That's what I wanted. I wanted it. I just may have to go to the family doctor and ask for a steroid shot. Cause that's what, oh, did you hear Prescott said hi, Emmy? Did you hear him? <laughs> that's what I want. That's, that's 
That's what I asked for in the first place. I, I asked him, I was like, I don't understand why you're not giving me a cortisone shot or a present steroid shot. And his reasoning was like, well, it won't really help, you know, because it's more like antibiotics will like fix the issue. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's what I, prednisone, yeah. I totally agree with you. Totally 100% agree with Prescott. Come here. Come say hi to Emmy. Come give love to Emmy and Master Sergeant Furby and their family. Oh, he looked. He looked his. Oh, he. Oh, he kissed my hand and then oh, and he like looked down like he's praying. I t- my dog knows how to pray. By the way, I taught him how to pray. And he says hi. She wrote rough saying hi back. She says hi back, Prescott. That's so cute. You're so silly. Aw. All right. Oh, excuse me. Oh, yeah, I was going to read a few of these tweets about Big Brother for fun. Okay. So it looks like someone's watching the live feeds. I don't watch the live feeds. I started to watch some of the, the YouTube clips. Like, people that watch the live feeds sometimes will, like, record and post on YouTube. But YouTube has really gotten good about copyrights. Like, they, you know, as soon as they find a copyright video like that, they take it down. <laughs> so I was like, okay. So I mostly just watch the show. Um which is on like three nights a week. Like when Sunday night was on tonight, Wednesday night, Thursday night. Like Sunday night is, um, I guess, I guess tonight was just who who the HOH put up. Yeah, who got the power up? Who got the crap app? Tyler power app. Uh, Rachel mentioned um, crap app. Uh, yell punishment. Um, and then Wednesday night. What will be Wednesday night? Oh power veto competition like they find out who gets to play they draw for names to find out who gets to play for power veto and then depending on who wins that could a huge cause and effect because you know may or not may or may not change who's on the block and then thursday night is eviction night they've only had one eviction night so far sorry steve you had to be the first to go the undercop guy was seemed really nice but i was like a lot of america rooting for sam because you had a a robot could you imagine going on big brother and then like day one or two you find out oh well you have you you lost competition so here's your punishment you got to be a robot for like two weeks or something could you imagine and so she had to be in this room all day in like an office room like controlling this robot and talking to everyone as a robot like literally so yeah that's crazy oh let me let me just say, I mean, I love you. I'm here for you. I know she's about to leave the chat room, and I know she's listening. So I love you, sis. I'm here for you. Call me, text me, email me anytime. I mean that, all right? Love you, girl. Hang in there. But if you need to cry, cry. Let it out. You're strong no matter what, girl. Uh, so we got six minutes to go. I'm going to read a few more of these Big Brother tweets. This one says, I'm loving Bay and Rockstar so much right now. <laughs> That's cute, Bay is Bailey. Bay and Angie talking about race in America. That should be an interesting conversation. Uh, Jen Ellen's BB tweeted that. Uh, Rockstar says, I get very confused when Caitlin lives in New York City and should be so ethnically diverse. And, said she, and she said it's white, Jewish only. Uh, okay, now I'm confused. I don't understand. I, I know. Oh, thank you, Caddy Jorgen. Me too. <laughs> she says, I'm really confused by this comment. Me too. I am so confused. 
Bailey and Rockstar right now. Their minds, I guess they're having a conversation. Everyone's like freaking out about her. So I'm like, what are they talking about? That sounds really interesting. Oh, wait. Did I get it wrong? Was it Angela or Rachel that got the crap out? Maybe I got it wrong. Let me see. Someone wrote Angela, but I thought it was... I thought it was... Oh. Maybe I got... Did I get them mixed up? Oh, no. I feel bad. They they hang out all the time, but I... So I'm not sure. No, I'm pretty sure it was Rachel. It was Rachel, right? That got the crap out? Let me see. Let me see. Rachel... Oh, yeah. Yeah, Joshua. <laughs> oh, Lord. Jo- I'm laughing. Oh, my goodness me. Oh, Lord, have mercy. So, Josh the- Martinez, the winner of Big Brother Season 19, this last season of Regular Big Brother. Oh, it was Rachel. He wrote, all Rachel's dreams of selling detox teas on Instagram have been crushed with least trending house guests. And the laughing emojis. Oh, he's so wrong. Oh, my goodness me. So silly. <laughs> Funny. All right, and look, Evil Dick made kind of similar comments like Rachel is so excited thinking she got the good app, then whoops, ha ha ha. Let me retweet. (laughs) They're being silly. Retweet those and read a couple more. Bailey says, for me right now, I feel like Angela and Rachel are too comfortable. Rockstar said back, oh, they seem real comfortable. <laughs> That's from BB underscore update. I love BB underscore update. Sometimes I feel like I read more during the summer because of Big Brother. Because I'll read, like, all the tweets for the updates instead of, like, watching the live feeds. You know, because I don't watch live feeds. So, oh, yeah, I started to say earlier. So I do watch the TV show, you know, that's on three nights a week. But then they add this Big Brother After Dark show that's on, like, um, Pop, uh, Pop TV channel. And um, I don't watch all of it because i got to go to bed. You know, I can't stay up all night or whatever. It's, like, two or three hours long. It doesn't even start till like, 11 or midnight. But I may watch, like, 30 minutes, hour at most. Or sometimes I watch some of it or all of it on the DVR. I always record DVR and then skim through most of it later. But <laughs> it's kind of my ba- it become my background noise. Like, I used to watch uh, play, excuse me, The Sims game when I was in college, like, during free time. And then... And then I noticed, like, I went from watching The Sims, I'm playing The Sims games in college to now watching Big Brother, which is like real life Sims game, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> with twist. It was kind of like real world MTV, actually, with twist. Well, I guess it's kind of like the challenge. They have, they have, I guess it's kind of combined. It's like the real world and the challenge. Oh, I just thought of that combined, right? You know, from the MTV shows. Yeah, because people living together, like real world, plus the challenges they got to do, the competitions they got to do, like on the challenge, but it's all, you know, they're stuck in this house can't go outside or something, you know, real world, at least they can leave and go restaurants, bars, whatever, you know, go out and have fun. But yeah, would you lose your mind if you were, could you do Big Brother, y'all? Would you be something to think about? Let me know next week. <laughs> All right. So don't forget, um, message me on Twitter during the week at Coffee Talk WC. Wishing each of you a wonderful week ahead. And we wishing you each safe and wonderful week that is both safe and wonderful. I hope for each of you. And don't forget, send me your topic suggestions and guest interview requests. Again, Coffee Talk WC on Twitter is my Twitter name. All right. 
Um, just want to say thank you all so much for for being a part of the show. Couldn't do it without you. And a special thanks to Emmy for hanging out with me during the show tonight. And and please again keep her and her family, Master Sergeant Burby, her uncle, my dear soldier friends, um, all of them in your thoughts and prayers, and all military and veterans and their loved ones in your prayers. And I want to dedicate this show, this segment, to my dear friend, Sergeant First Class Jack. I it was hard to get through the show tonight, but I wanted to be strong for Emmy and, and her family, but I will probably cry myself to sleep tonight because I've lost another dear soldier friend. And Sergeant First Class Jack, I cannot say thank you enough for your service and all you've done. You are a great friend. I will miss you greatly. Love and peace. This is Shell signing off. Good night and prayers. <laughs>